the Hargan women seem to have it all. From the outside looking in, we were blessed. My mom was amazing. But as detectives would soon learn, there was a lot going on inside the Hargan household. Ashley and I have been calling my mom and the house and Helen. No one's answering. 63-year-old Pamela Hargan gunned down in her own home. Her youngest daughter, Helen, lay dead upstairs. Patrol, when they arrived, assumed or thought that there might have been a murder-suicide. But for the detectives on the scene... There were things about the scene itself that were concerning to us on day one. Who would want to kill their mother and their little sister? There is no boogeyman here. It is exactly who we think it is. I'm Peter Vance Sat from 48 Hours. This is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings, wherever you get your podcasts. There were two more murders 15 miles well, away. Arrived, we found the telephone and described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird religion. Good morning. Murder. No one likes a tattletale. As kids, it's one of the worst offenses amongst friends. As an adult, especially one with a criminal history, snitches can land you in jail. On October 20th, 1976, a man who found out his girlfriend was the reason he was in jail took matters into his own hands to get rid of a tattletale. So if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. In May of 1976, Jimmy Wayne Jeffers and his girlfriend, Penelope Cheney, were put in jail on possession and receipt of stolen property charges. Jeffers posted bail for his girlfriend, but was unable to do so for himself, so he stayed in jail. When shown his arrest report, he found a small section which showed facts that police knew that only one other person knew about. It appeared that Penelope traded the information that landed Jeffers in jail for drug dealing. He couldn't let this woman get away with snitching on him, so he wrote a note to another inmate offering him money to kill Penelope, even telling the man to overdose her with drugs. Jeffers then, believing the note was privileged information, handed it to a corrections officer who read it and reported him. With that plan ruined, he began formulating another option. He was released in October of 1976 and moved to a Tucson motel with a woman named Doris Vanderveer. On October 20th, 1976, with the promise of heroin, he was able to lure Penelope Cheney to his hotel room. Doris, believing the two had business to take care of, gave them the room. Two hours later, when she returned, she found Penelope lying unconscious on the bed. Doris, who was a licensed practical nurse, checked the girl's pulse. She was still alive. Jeffers told the woman that he had given her enough heroin to kill a horse, but it didn't work. That's when he took matters literally into his own hands and began strangling Penelope with her own belt and then his hands. He then ordered Doris to inject her with more heroin and photographed her with her hands on Penelope's neck in order to implicate her and ensure she didn't report the crime. He then climbed atop the woman and began hitting her in the face and calling her a dirty snitch. He kept the body in the shower for three days before burying it in a secluded area near Sedona. A month later, a friend of Penelope and Jeffers, Sharon Galarza, was arrested. She called Jeffers and told him she thought Penelope set her up, to which he responded, 
Well, nobody has to worry about her anymore. She's gone. I killed her. A few days later, he invited the woman to his hotel room where he assaulted her at knife point. Soon after, he was arrested on a different charge and sentenced to 12 years in prison. While there, Sharon was arrested on a drug and sex work charge and traded the information about Penelope Cheney's murder for her release. His trial began on January 10, 1978 and ended a month later with a guilty verdict. And later, he was sentenced to death. Jimmy Jeffers was put to death by lethal injection on September 13, 1995. He yelled obscenities and made gestures at officers and witnesses up until he was pronounced dead. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on October 21st. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there is always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe. Thank you for listening to Morning Cup of Murder. This is a daily podcast that tells you what happened on this day in true crime history. In short, easy to listen to episodes that you can finish on your commute or while you enjoy your morning coffee. So make sure you check back every morning. My name is Karina. I am the creator and host. You can find Morning Cup of Murder on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I have also set up a Patreon where you can donate a small monthly contribution to the podcast. All those links are in the episode description. Thank you again, and have a wonderful day. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.